merchants and ladies of rank. In 1947, the United Nations General Assembly resolved to partition Palestine into a Jewish state and an Arab state with a corpus separatum for Jerusalem under United Nations trusteeship. The Arabs rejected the United Nations partition resolution in 1947. Why? Because it dismembered Palestine and gave the Jewish minority of 30%, 57% of the country, when this minority owned less than 7% of the land. The Zionist leadership accepted partition, but this acceptance was only verbal. At the same time, they prepared a master plan called Plan Dalit for the military conquest of the country, including the corpus separatum of Jerusalem. It is because Israel's control of West Jerusalem is based on the military conquest of 1947-1948 in defiance of the UN partition resolution that the international community has not accorded formal recognition of Israeli sovereignty in Jerusalem to this day. Within less than a week of the conquest of East Jerusalem in 1967, the Mughrabi Quarter adjacent to the Wailing Wall had vanished together with the Abu Midian Mosque. The quarter had been consecrated as a Muslim trust by Al-Afdal, son of Saladin, for the benefit of pilgrims from North Africa. The Wailing Wall is known in Islam as Al-Buraq, after the wondrous mount which carried Muhammad there on the night of the Isra. In a pre-dawn raid, Israeli bulldozers surrounded the quarter and gave its inhabitants three hours to vacate their homes. That is how the plaza fronting al-Burak was created. The regime governing the Christian, Muslim, and Jewish holy places in Jerusalem had been traditionally known as the status quo. This was the accumulation of practices, privileges, and constraints arrived at consensually over time. Unilateral action backed by military might to change the religious status quo in Jerusalem not only lacks sensitivity and prudence, but is courting disaster. Before the end of 19, uh, June, June 1967, the borders of municipal East Jerusalem were unilaterally extended from six kilometers, six kilometers to seven to three square kilometers of occupied West Bank territory. This annexation was in deliberate and calculated violation of the Geneva Convention. On the 29th of June, 1967, 
the elected mayor of Jerusalem, of East Jerusalem, and his counselors were read an order of dismissal in Hebrew by an army officer. Since then, under the rubrics of unification and reunification of Jewish Jerusalem, the Palestinian inhabitants of East Jerusalem have been subjected to a menu of siege, harassment, intimidation, isolation, discrimination, displacement, infiltration, fragmentation, expropriation, demolition, de-Arabization, and Judaization, designed to demoralize and overwhelm and hopefully induce departure, fulfilling a long-cherished dream, Zionist dream, of an Arab-free Jerusalem. All this has been meticulously and commendably documented by your committee on the exercise of the inalienable rights of the Palestinian people under the able leadership of Ambassador Baji, as well as by the European Union. Annexed East Jerusalem mushroomed into annexed Greater Jerusalem, which mushroomed into Metropolitan Jerusalem. Metropolitan Jerusalem now includes 634 square kilometers, or more than 10% of the West Bank. In 1967, the Jewish population in East Jerusalem was zero. Today, there are about 300,000 Jews on West Bank soil in metropolitan Jerusalem. If this is natural growth, Israeli geneticists have discovered a remarkable drug. Meanwhile, even as we meet this morning, the separation wall is snaking into, around, between the Palestinian neighborhoods of East Jerusalem, relentlessly, mercilessly separating thousands of Palestinian residents from home, school, hospital, relatives, playground, garden, shopping center, and office. Manifestly, the target here is the heartland of Palestine and its future Palestinian capital, East Jerusalem. Israeli colonization in and around East Jerusalem aims at geostrategic control, demographic domination, psychological browbeating, economic and social disruption, doctrinal affirmation, religious fulfillment, and territorial expansion. Above all, it aims at the preemption of a viable two-state solution and the crippling of any newborn Palestinian baby. 
Meanwhile, Jewish fundamentalists, abetted mostly by American evangelists, not only dream of rebuilding the biblical Jewish temple on Al-Haram Sharif, but have also been plotting to do so. Plot after plot to blow up the mosque of the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque have been un uncovered by the Israeli authorities. The most infamous of these plots caused the roof of Al-Aqsa to collapse in 1967 through arson. This atrocity triggered the establishment of the Islamic Summit Conference, which today includes 57 countries, many of whose representatives honor us with their presence in this hall. At least 20% of Israel's Jewish population favors, favors destroying the Muslim shrines and rebuilding the Jewish temple in their place. To their credit, the United Nations and the international community in general never bought Israel's unification and reunification ploy. A continual stream of UN resolutions calls upon Israel to cease and desist and to comply with and abide by international law and the Geneva Convention and the wishes of the international community. We applaud your persistent efforts in this regard. 